Yeah. All right. I got one for you then. Kind of in the same vein. Uh, this is going to kick off my Christmas movies of this week. Um, this is a movie uh, that I, I've heard a lot about. I've never seen, but a lot of people have said, oh, you got to check it out. It's good. And they talk about how great it is. It's kind of like a movie that uh, is like uh, Home Alone, but happened before oh. Home Alone. Uh, this movie is from the 80s as well, and it has multiple names. Uh, it's known as 3615 code name. Uh, sorry, uh, 3615 code Pierre Noel, or in English, I guess, <laughs> 3615 code name. Uh, fucking, I just said, I'm going to, I'm going to, let's cut that whole thing right there. I'm going to. It's the movie toast, the show here for you. Dennis and Adam joke about orgasms and sweet movie reviews. We talk about TV too, right? I, I think so. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah! Welcome, 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 everyone. Episode 115 of Movie Toast News and Reviews is now in your ears. Dennis. Merry Toastmas. We got one more week before that happens, but I mean, it's still, we got some nice, nice Toastmas movies to review. And Dennis, we have such a large heaping pile of bread. We almost have a full loaf of bread this week. Oh, almost there, Adam. Thanks for shitting on my parade there, by the way. But anyway. <laughs> oh, man. And then we got movies. I didn't realize for a second you were doing a Santa Claus character. Oh, I was trying something new on. Apparently it didn't land. Didn't work. So that's okay. Now, we if you were back. being Santa, if you were being uh, fucking, I'm sorry, not a few. If we were to have a visit from uh, Christopher Walken being Santa, now that I could get behind. Oh my god! Uh, okay, I'll have to see what I'll have to see I what mean, he's up to later. We but... to figure that one out. Yeah, <laughs> he re- put out the walk-in light and see if he responds later. Um, <laughs> it's but a god, pinch. And then we have, <laughs> like, what did he say last week when he came on? He's like, I am imposing my thoughts on everyone in the imposing pod. his will. He's imp- <laughs> <laughs> he's a force to be reckoned with. Uh, that's what I love about that guy. Oh man. Um, <laughs> Oh God! But, but oh man, we 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 got a movie that comes out tomorrow. We got two movies that come out on yes. Christmas. Man, we oh. are gonna kill it this week, man. And by kill it, I mean this episode is gonna suck. We got ten reviews. Who wants to listen to that? Hopefully, Hopefully you. you. That's why you're here. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but spoiler alert, everybody! If you're if you're new to the show, I gotta tell you, I'm a big fan of the Trolls franchise, except the uh, the first Trolls holiday special that i did not like but there's a new no. one out but i didn't watch it yet so i can't review it so you just wait uh, folks although all those sitting at the edge of your seat for the review of the trolls christmas special it's coming don't you worry <laughs> just next, next week, week. next yeah. week yeah so hop off the ledge next week we're gonna talk sweet sweet trolls but dennis before we get there do you want to talk about sweet sweet polls Hey, hit us with that beautiful pole music. Poles. Poles. Fuck calamari. That's sensual right there, Dennis. That, that, that truly is. It truly is. 
All right. So last week we got the uh, first trailer for the uh, the new Sonic Two, Sonic the Hedgehog Two, and I wanted to know who people were most looking forward to seeing on the big screen out of Tails, Knuckles, a ball Doctor Robotnik because he had hair in the last one, and then Sonic. Uh, Bald Robotnik better be the top vote there. Forget all the other yeah, furry animated characters. Oh, 0%. That makes sense. Fucking, they put a bald cap on fucking Jim Carrey and nobody cares. But don't worry, Sonic himself got 0% too. So uh, <laughs> do you want to do you want to bet on who got uh, what? We got an 80-20 split. Oh, Tails. Come on. All right. Tails? Yeah. No, yeah. That, that, that's who I would have been because, uh, I mean, you get the voice actor from the video games. But uh, no, 20% Knuckles. Knuckles 80%. Wow. Yeah, All I'm right. intrigued. A badass. I'm not going to lie. I, I wasn't sure pie. how I felt about it. Uh, sorry. No, it's fine. No. I wasn't sure how I felt about a uh, fucking Edis Elba being Knuckles, but then I heard him. I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. You know, Idris is going to make anything he does cool, at least. It's going to ra- yeah. ramp it like up a few janitor. cool notches. Give me the coolest <laughs> at, at fucking kid's preschool. It just <laughs> and he, he's not even doing anything dangerous. He's just being a janitor. But yet it's the most intriguing janitor you've met this year. But then there'd be some scene where this nerdy kid's getting like picked on and beat up by a couple of bullies. And he's just like, you better watch out. I'll mop the floor with you. And he, <laughs> he steps in. He breaks up the fight. Oh, oh man. And I think there's a new movie. He's help a janitor. Oh, man. I, I know we got a lot of things that we get to write, but uh, whew, I think Edis Elba as, as a janitor is the movie we need to write next. Idris, have your people call us. We'll be in touch. Yeah, well, yeah well, we work very cheap. Uh, you can pay us a McDouble and we'll be there. We know Christopher well, Walken. Yes, uh, he could be like the guy in charge of the uh, preschool. The pre- or if it's, it's a, a CG movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's why it's even better that he's threatening fucking little kids. To mop their the hallway with their blood. Ugh. You know, Idris, I need you to stop, because that's the character's name in the movie. I need you to yeah. stop beating up children. It's not a good look. And that's, that's tells me what in the trailer. <laughs> you tell me how to block my you You're being fired. I'll hand over my I'll hand over the <laughs> okay. mop bucket, but not no, we, Yes, I want to see this movie the now. I, I don't know. I, I can't do his accent. I can't do him. I can't do anybody. Yes. I recently reviewed this uh, Jason Sudeikis movie called The South of Heaven. Well, Dennis, I wanted to know who the Toasties like the most out of the following four actors. Jason Sudeikis. Even Jillian Lilly. I, I feel like I, I always Evangeline say her name Lilly. wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's the one right there. Mike Coulter and Shea Wiggum. Uh, this is uh, not an 80-20. This is an 89-11. 89-11. were arrested. <laughs> uh, Jason Sudeikis. I'm guessing that Ted Lasso won, won out this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and for a second in the only other spot, uh, went to Shia Wiggum. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd not even Mike Coulter. No, people don't like the MCU actors in this movie, I guess. Like, or sorry, I guess Marvel characters. Yeah. All right. Well, up next, Dennis, as of our recording today, um, there was a, a trending uh, hashtag out there called the uh, hashtag recast T'Challa because uh, there's been a lot of issues uh, with the uh, Wakanda forever. Uh, we don't got to talk about right now, I guess. But uh, so I wanted to know if the Toasties think that uh, we should recast T'Challa or not. We uh, put a hell no and a hell yeah. 
We got oh. a 75-25 split. Interesting. Okay. What, what have the people said? Uh, 75 astoundingly went to hell yeah. And uh, 25 really? said hell no. Yeah. I thought okay. it was like a role that most people were like, hey, no, we got we to gotta respect him. He died. But it's like, I guess they're like, fuck it. No, nah, anybody can beat T'Challa. And it's like, I agree and I disagree. I don't know where I land on that. I feel like mm. you could, but you got to you gotta reboot the movie and wait a while. But nobody's waiting a while for that. That's that's a big, big movie. Especially when the character was such an integral part to where things are kind of moving. You could tell, obviously, mm-hmm. they had to do some workaround stuff. But let's be honest, this was a character that is beloved by the Marvel cinematic fan base. And oh, yeah. for good reason. He's an awesome character. It is a great movie uh, to just completely then lose out on the Black Panther character as we've come to know him would be would it'd be a bummer. I, I get I get why it needs to be considered and why that needs to be done. Um, same same yeah. thing, although not for the same reason, it should be done for a few other uh, franchises in the Disney wheelhouse and the Star Wars neck of the and- woods. So. We'll have to see uh, I was going to say, coins land, you know? in, in the Marvel world, we have recast people and it's gone fine, but they yeah. weren't like the biggest people. I mean, one True. was, but uh, I mean, We've some been, have gone on to become big. There's some that like, have played multiple people haven't passed away. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I was going to say there's been a few characters where it's uh, cast members who played multiple characters within the universe. Um, I guess the, now sure. the argument is they are existed in different dimensions or something, but whatever. yeah, now, now they're <laughs> saying that a uh, fucking um, what's her face, uh, Scarlett Johansson's supposedly coming back as new character in the MCU, and it's like she just sued Disney over this, and now they're like, here's another character, don't sue us, and it's like, can you really separate her from uh, Black Widow? I don't know, I'm intrigued. Maybe it's an animated character. I don't know. I was about to say, if they hand her something completely different, she's like in full costume or, yeah, something CG. And then should they give her all of like the branding rights and they give her all the likeness rights and blah, blah, blah. Mm. But then they just do nothing with the character. Or, you know, like, is, is that the is that going to be the backhanded method of like getting back at her? It's like, oh, sure, fine. We'll give you everything you asked for, <laughs> except we're rarely ever going to use this character and we're barely going to make any toys for it. We're barely going to. Mm. I don't know. That would it's, suck. That yeah. Would right. But I wouldn't feel like, surprise me, big juggernaut. Yeah. Now, staying in the realm of the MCU, last week we reviewed the first three episodes of Hawkeye. And I want to know who's uh, the new favorite in town of the new characters on Hawkeye out of the following four. Kate Bishop, Echo, Pizza Dog, and Jack. And uh, everyone except for one person got votes. I hope Did, Pizza who's Dog your favorite? is the best hot guy. All right. <laughs> so 0% went to Echo, and I'm kind of shocked because she's kind of a badass, I think. I think because but, of the framing of her being a villain so far in these episodes that have been presented to us is kind of makes sense to bury it down. And then it's like, you know, when Disney comes in all preloaded with like, all right, we're going to make a series off this, this and this character. And it's like, we've yeah. seen them once. Why are you beta- betting all of this stuff? I'm like, well, what the fuck? Come, you, now you're just going to jam mm-hmm. it down our throats. You're you're going to see you're going to start pissing the audience off. But we'll just have to see. how oh, good yeah. it is. Doesn't, no, your is cool. Is, but is she is, is she a hero? Like, uh, that's what I'm trying I to figure out. Are they given a villain a show? Or I, I wasn't sure if you knew any any of the comic mythos. I don't I'm not that fam- I'm not familiar with oh. this character. Fair but enough. I mean, like, the, you're, I guess to go along with your point, I mean, if Morbius is getting a movie, you know, uh, Venom has a series, although this Venom isn't really the villainous Venom. It's like, yeah, we've we've might have a 
pattern of uh, villain movies potentially coming. I mean, that was the one of the origin stories I was hoping that I always finally get around to is the Magneto movie, but man, you know, that's... Well, I mean, now that it's it's in the Disney land, uh, you could possibly do that. You start from scratch, I guess. True. But I mean, out of out of the X Men movies, I mean, seeing the uh, the child, the uh, fucking Magneto, like in the concentration camps and whatnot, that was fucking brutal and heartbreaking. Oh fuck yeah! I'd experience more of that. Uh, yeah, I'm watch his rise to power. The, I mean, we've seen. I guess I, as I say that, yeah, we they, just they, see they, glimpses they kinda... of it in the other movies. You get some of True. that backstory, like they start filling things in as we travel through time and all that shit. But you know, yeah. I don't know, just a straight up. Uh, Magneto, I, like both the actors who've played the character are fantastic. I they could easily mm-hmm. carry a movie themselves, just totally breathing more life into that character. All right, uh, so up uh, for I guess third place, I guess we'd say twelve percent went to Jack. And, you know, I'm still uh, after a while. Well, I guess we'll talk about it later. I still like Jack, and I'm hoping that we're getting a twist that Jack's not really as bad as people tend to think. But that's just me. Because that's the only thing that would make him a better character at this point. And I'm true. Bruh. Yeah, <laughs> I guess uh. we can talk about that when we get there. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Eighteen uh, percent pizza dog. That would have had my vote. I love pizza oh, dog. Oh yeah. Man. And I was delighted. I, I was like, I wonder if they got a dog who has like a, a bad eye, if that was like something they found. But then I saw a BTS photo and it looks like he has all his eyes are working. So it's like, oh, wow, that's that's all all CG, I guess. CG dog's eye. Yeah, I wonder how I'm much like, that crazy. dog's eye cost. <laughs> like, holy shit. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't know what the reason is why you can't have both eyes. But uh, and there are all I, these one eyed golden retrievers that could have done the job. <laughs> but we passed them all up for a two eyed golden retriever <laughs> and spent God knows uh, how much money. Mm hmm. Hey, Man. but at least this dog seems delightful. That's I true. don't know. So. That leaves us with 71% for Kate Bishop. Oh, I like her, I mean, but is she yeah. the best? I don't know. No, I don't I don't know. I think, I don't think uh, so. hopefully once we get through this series and her character gets to live in other corners of the Marvel Universe, she's going to be better. I like once she's a little sure. more lived in and comfortable in her boots, like maybe that'll be where Kate Bishop is finally Hawkeye and but just right yeah. now, the learning phases, this opening stage, although cutesy, entertaining at points, and I like some of the action, it's still like a little cheesy for me. But mm. yeah, hey, it is what it is. Apparently, I, I read uh, as I was promoting the uh, first three episodes that we talked about, uh, this was supposed to be a movie. But for some reason, Feige's like, hey, you know, I think we could do a Disney Plus series instead. And it's like, huh. Which I'm like, I wonder how tight a movie would have been versus this. Right. I'm like, would we would how what could they cut? And I'm like, I've already seen stuff they could cut. Oh, yeah. Lots of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's all I got for polls this week, man. That brings oh. us to my favorite part. Ooh, You ready? You sure you're ready? Oh, yeah. Let's play some trivia. All right, Dennis. Uh I think I won last week. I don't that know. That you did, sir. You are up seven to six. This is, uh, uh, but you kind of, you kind of, you kind of let us along. You kind of strung us along a little bit last week. You're trying, no, you're trying no, to add, instigate some drama there. I think, I think the trivia is plenty thrilling. We we usually keep a pretty tight game, but uh, we're we're cooking the books. I, I'd like. I'm just. I'm here for a clean fight, sir. I hope. I hope we're. Are you <laughs> saying that 
calamari is not the most sensual of dog foods because I will fight you to death. I think I will that agree is with that. exactly true. It, it's it's it merely, merely we might have thrown a question or two. That's all. No, no, not at all. Not a, I not think at Disney all. was being realistic in their uh, depiction of the lasagna. Scenes. Yes. Yeah. Lasagna. Calamari. What? Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be a dick. St. Garfield. Don't be, don't be like that. No. Normal. No. Chris Pratt's not in this one. Ah, okay. ah. I mean, he might be in the remake. No, they already remade it live action, which I never saw, but I heard it was a letdown, which makes me sad. Um, the, the sequel is just going to be Chris Pratt as John talking <laughs> to Chris Pratt as Garfield, who's shitting on Chris Pratt as Odie, who's complaining about having to date Chris Pratt as normal. You know, we joke about that, but in fucking uh, the Polar Express, I mean, Tom Hanks is phenomenal. This as is true, characters. but he's also an American treasure that is Tom Friggin' Hanks, like, let's That's be true. honest. There is a slight yeah. difference between <laughs> Tom Hanks and Chris Pratt. I mean, I didn't see Tom Hanks being a member of Mouse Rat, so excuse. Yes, and sorry, he's he may he may not be Star Lord, but but he is Woody. So That's true. Yeah. <laughs> he can keep up with the Space Ranger as far as I'm concerned. Well, we'll see who's gonna play the Woody in the Woody movie if they ever make that. Nah. Maybe they'll get uh, RDJ since they got Evans for a uh, buzz and then they'll come together in one movie somehow. It's like, uh, what, what is it? Uh, Aliens vs. Cowboys or whatever. Oh, yeah. But yeah. It's the Disney version. Yeah. The Toy Story verse. I don't know. All right, Dennis, since we're talking about comedy cartoons, let's uh, ask a comedy cartoon uh, that I might be able to answer. All right. All right. Let's, let's see how far you get with this one, sir. Your first comedy cartoon question. What is Bill Murray's job in Groundhog Day? Isn't he like the groundskeeper? A janitor of sorts? Uh, I hate this movie, so I honestly... Groundhog Day? The movie we did a movie toast commentary episode on? Oh, shit! Oh, man, I thought you were talking about Caddyshack. Wow! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Well, he is a weatherman, of course, a meteorologist of sorts. Wow, he is. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, if you asked me pre-pandemic how I felt about uh, about fucking Groundhog Day, I'd say eh, it sucks. But now, post-pandemic or in pandemic, I say it's not too bad. Nice. There you go. At least yeah, we yeah. at least we changed something in the span of time. I'm glad. I'm glad for that. Yeah, it's for the greater good. Humanity and, is grateful uh, for you, it. If you uh, like the movie and you want to hear something different, download and listen to our episode. Sorry about the lasagna in the bed. We did a commentary track with our previous uh, uh, toaster, uh, Tommy. It's it's a romp. It's a fun time. We sync it right up to the movie and you'll hear our colorful commentary. It's it's pretty fun. That, you should it is definitely fun check time. it out. Well, sir, I think we'll take an action adventure for my first question, please. All right. Cool. All right. Ooh, oh man. Who does Johnny Depp play in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies? It's Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a hundred percent accurate, sir. Good, that was Michael Scott doing Johnny Depp doing Jack Sparrow. All right, I was hoping that wasn't your Jack Sparrow because I'm like, oh god, oh, oh god, no, end up on the show. No, <laughs> yeah, that's I I am Michael Scott doing a pirate voice. Uh, that's, that's that's about it 
Oh, man. At least, all right. I don't got to feel bad about my <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> intentionally bad. Intentionally um, bad. I will uh, also take an action adventure as well, please. Ooh. All right, sir. This is a... This is a Western classic, so I'm sure this is high up on your list. Shit. I hate Westerns, and you know that. What Unless it's war? Django Unchained. I mean, not far off that era. What war is raging in the good, the bad, and the ugly? I have zero clue. I'm going to say the Civil War, even though I feel like that should have been millennial earlier. Uh, I'll just say the Civil War, because I don't know, and take the loss. Unfortunately, you are taking the win. It is the American Civil War occurring in the backdrop wow. of the good, the bad, and the ugly. That is a surprise, but uh, it's a good surprise, I guess. Thank there you. There you go. Yeah, it looked out. It's, I, it's a, you know, if you really break it down, it's it, you can narrow you can kind of narrow it down. There's only a couple other. I mean, I was gonna say World War Three, but I'm like, I don't know. It's not a sci-fi question. <laughs> that it isn't. That it isn't. Well, mm-hmm. sir, what's what's up next for you? I mean, that was just mine. So, I, I mean, I could ask another one. Oh, no. throw me a My God. I'm all flipped, ar- flipped around here. I have no idea what's going on, folks. I think I'll take a comedy animation question. Let's give that a shot. All right. All right. What computer animated musical was the second highest grossing movie of 2019? Sing. No, fucking Frozen. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I, I just throw us. Frozen, 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 frozen. All right. I'm going to give you the, 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 the wrong uh, buzzer here. Oh. Uh, because those movies did not come on 2019. If you oh, said Frozen 2, that came on 2019, I believe. Uh, but son however, I was looking for The Lion King. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, really? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Okay. I want to know what the uh, first highest grossing movie was of 2019. But I guess that's neither here nor there. Uh, that's not the game we're playing. Neither. Yeah, no. Neither. When I first, before I read the question, I saw Big Bold Leathers, Lion King. I'm like, fuck, he has it. And then when it was like animated comedy musical or whatever, I'm like, oh, wow. I would not have guessed that myself. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I was thinking way too hard on the music. No, but. you did. But that's important. But uh, just the wrong times. But uh Hey, it was a, it was wrong. a good shot. <laughs> um, if you want to hear a wrong answer, let's go with the. For me, could I hear a uh, horror sci-fi, please? You can, sir. This is going to be true or false. I the love box, those. Oh, they, one way or the other. It's all you got. The box office flop. John Carter was the first film to cost over five hundred million dollars to produce. I'm gonna say true. It was false. It was around three hundred and fifty million to produce, not half a million. You know, I never saw that movie. I I, I heard good things. Uh, I think I, I didn't either. Yes, yeah. we had, in fact. There's another uh, past episode I know that was reviewed by a previous toaster, uh, Corey, mm. a while back. If you ask me what that title episode was, I don't know, but it's before episode thirty, I assume. So, uh, yep, take a gander if you want. <laughs> it was terrible. Ugh. Well, well, Dennis. you know what? Um, I'd all hit me with an action adventure. All right, so I you're like gonna them. try to tie it up, I believe. Okay, all right, I'm gonna flip the card over here. What 1990s movie sees Gene Hackman play a submarine commander? Crimson Tide. That is correct. 
haven't seen it. It's on my list. I haven't either. It is on my list. It's funny. I almost watched another Gene Hackman military film. Uh, I almost put on Behind Enemy Lines today because it's been a very long time, and it's like there's an Owen Wilson movie where you don't actually. I was gonna say, is Owen Wilson in that? Yeah. Or he's huh. not, it's not primarily comedic, but it's been years since I've seen it, so I feel like it'd be a fair movie toast. That may be coming down the line here, folks. You just watch out. Mm. All right. Well, we're two to two right now, Dennis. I'll uh, jump in here and ask something that has not been asked tonight. Could I please get a drama musical, please? That you can. And I'm going to ask you, Adam, what illicit business does Vito Corleone not want his family to get into? Ah, God. Um, I honestly don't know because I hate these movies. Uh, I'm going to say in uh, the the buying and selling of illegal calamari. (laughs) It is not not fish goods. uh, Could could I say, I don't know, like, uh, I want to say like cocaine, but I'm going to say like sex trafficking. You were closer with the cocaine. It is it is the classic like mob rule. We are not dealing drugs. So that is oh. just all drugs off the table. No drugs. Damn. Okay. Well, fair enough. Hey, good for good for the Don. Keeping it clean. You know. Although I I assume some people in his family might have disagreed with him on that. My, and, uh, somebody might have died right before that was established. Uh, in order to correct oh, uh, something wrong. Well, folks. Fuck. I don't know. I don't know, man. Ooh. Mm, mm. What about a drama musical for me? I don't think mm, I've asked one yet this me. round. All right, cool. Ah, oh, man, you might know this one because you probably watched it as Maybe. a child or some shit. Some what movie shit. earned Catherine Hepburn her last Oscar? Well, maybe you might not. Oh. Um. Oh shit! I should know this. You should. It's. Something with a fucking lake or a pond. Uh, Maybe. Uh, on Golden Pond. Something you like sure it wasn't the lake house, Dennis? The uh, lake house? The I glass heard? house. Glass uh, house on Golden two. Pond. Uh, on Golden Pond is correct, sir. Nice pull from nowhere. Uh, it's like I know I've heard that here. fucking title before, and I know it's the significance <laughs> that that was a big deal for her. Um, yeah, yeah, never seen it, but I've okay. heard it. <laughs> well, hey, good to know that uh, you can pull that out of your ass. I, I like that. Um, I'm good at I'll take an action adventure, <laughs> <laughs> very good. Just ask Adam. Uh, all right, um, oh, <laughs> all right, your action adventure question, Adam. In what Arnold Schwarzenegger movie does a magic ticket bring his character to life? Oh, baby, baby, baby. Last action hero. You got it. Yes. Oh, man. I always say I'm going to rewatch that, and then I never do. It's like that's that's the one that always slips by me. I don't, I've to this day, I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through. So, what? That's crazy, man. It's a great movie. Yeah. No, it's like one of those, like, come on. It's got to, I don't see why I haven't. I have no explanation as to why I haven't actually watched it all the way through, but. Maybe, Again, maybe I got to rattle do a down commentary for it. That would be fun. Actually, I would I would yeah. sign up for that. All yes. right, man. Uh, well, what can we try to sign you up to get fourth uh, points? Your fourth point of the day or night. Um, let's go horror sci fi. I'm usually pretty good over there. Yeah. Uh, 
What writer inspired Blade Runner, Total Recall, and Minority Report? Why am I drawing a total blank? Well, oh, uh, the the writer, like the author, the books. Yeah. Are na- are based on yeah not to, oh, yes sir uh, oh my god not screenwriter yeah the, the yeah. books I oh my god I can sh- oh son of a bitch I only know because there was a Amazon Prime show with a uh, with his name in it that's <sighs> the only way I could think of it oh yeah ah. Man, but I, I wouldn't Castle guess if was, if I was you, I probably wouldn't guess it correct. But what, I'm not you. Oh, Man in the High Castle was one of was one of them. Uh, uh, for some reason, freaking like was that Robert Heinlein's the only thing that's jumping in my head. But it's not fucking Starship Troopers. Um, Son of a bitch! I sh- oh, you know what? Forget. Let's move on. For, fuck it. Throw it in the towel. Philip K. Dick. Oh shit. Oh man, uh, I, that's wouldn't, a... I wouldn't have guessed it myself. I don't, don't, oh. don't hurt yourself over it. I should know that. Um, should know that. That's a bummer. It's all good. It happens. Uh, I'll take a, a comedy cartoon, please. Comedy cartoon. All right, sir. The line. I know who I am. I'm the dude. Playing the dude, disguised as another dude, is said from what Ben Stiller comedy? Tropic Thunder. That be the Tropic Thunder, sir. You got it. Yes. So are we tied at three to three, or is it four, four to three? three? I think you are up four to three, Ooh. sir. Welcome yep. To the jungle. Yep. Now don't be trying to throw them away. Now, if you got it, send it home. Oh, I got it. Oh, I'm gonna. But, uh, but let's I'm gonna catch up. So we'll have to you see. Could. I'm gonna lean into another horror sci-fi because I was betrayed. Maybe I need to try again. Uh, I think you'll get this one, Dennis. In the ring, you die in seven days after you do what? You watch the tape. You watch the, the ring, the VHS tape. Yeah, you watch yeah, I'll it, give you it see to the you. girl, it's... and then They're you die looking... <laughs> a week later. <laughs> They're looking for a watch a videotape, so I'll give that to you. Watch a videotape. Oh. All right. <laughs> yeah, okay. You have that variation out there. Yeah. It was one of them. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay, I'll take it. Uh, um, I'll take an action adventure. Ooh. All right, man. Who plays... Wait a minute. Okay, I'm skipping this fucking thing because I know I asked you this question. Oh, boy. It's like, and when, like It was one of the last questions from the last deck of cards. I'm like, fucking come huh. on. Okay. All right. Flipped it over. Here we go. Who plays Martin Riggs in the Lethal Weapon movies? Mel Gibson or Danny Glover? Jesus, they even... <laughs> oh, man, man, oh, man. I actually watched some of the uh, this the other day. but I, I was about it. to say Joe Pesci. No, okay, sorry. I, I didn't come to completion, so <laughs> uh, maybe I did, just in a different version. Uh, I'm going to go with... Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, my main man. <laughs> Looking for Riggs. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, that's gonna be. Uh, I, I, I wanted, I wanted to say Chris Rock because that, that'd be like what? <laughs> no, yeah, but I'm it's not. with um, with Mel Gibson. <laughs> All right, Mel Gibson, you got it, sir. That is it. You've taken the round five now, to four. It was close, but you won. 
Thank you. As I was watching this movie, and watch is a very loose word here, um, I was thinking to myself, why is Mel Gibson going to direct The Fifth? Why don't you bring in Shane Black? He He's the director these days. He created the series. Why not bring him? And I think that would be a phenomenal movie to watch. But that's just me. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, you can't have that. It's hard to deny some of the uh, the moves Mel Gibson has made in directing. It, it no, he's definitely got his own director. style, and he's definitely got it. Yeah, so I can see why trying to bring that back and him trying to shuck off the old image of shitty, shitty Mel Gibson that he's mm. running away from. Especially, with, I mean, let's be honest, some of the films he's cranked out lately in front of the camera, not nearly as good as a lot of the stuff used to be. So True. I, uh, I maybe this is just an attempt to try to kind of make up for some of that stuff or in the earn the the name Mel Gibson back mm. again. Get that bird yeah, back on the wire. Uh, Sarah's never seen it. And uh, and she's only seen the sunny stuff, which, oh, my God, we, we got uh, fucking Die Hard six uh, two weeks ago. How was that? How do you like that? Die Hard six. You mean Lethal Weapon? Oh, you, you haven't. Yeah, uh, I do. <laughs> Lethal Weapon yeah, 7? Lethal Weapon 6. Se- 7. Is it 7? The episode, I believe, is Lethal what... Weapon 7. Because they they've already oh, done yeah. 5 and 6. That's oh, the okay. joke. They've yeah. continued right. the series yeah. down the line. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I, I like that episode. It was all right. But, like, I just forget how well they, they, they mocked that stuff in Sunny. Oh, my God, yes. Like, the, the, the music and the look and the vibe and the feeling. And I'm sorry. I'm realizing I'm burning burning tape here. Uh, I know people have come here for something else. I'll, I'll stop talking about this. We're, we're rolling into the, the the big show here, folks. Here come the reviews. Don't worry. We got you. And uh, I got the first one up on uh, on deck here. This is It's going to be a little different, though, folks. Just bear with me. I, I thought it'd be fun to kind of jump back. And I've had a few of these... Uh, 80s just really schlocky things kind of just burn a hole in my pocket and I finally popped uh, popped one in, loaded up the Hulu and I fired up the uh, 1984 classic Rage War. He is looking for a challenger. Someone whose powers are as great as his own. And he has chosen Paul Bradford. A wizard of the computer age. Why did this happen to me? How did I fall for a guy whose first love is a machine? You don't understand it. What I've developed with Callie, it, it's what gives me an edge. Oh, every time I think about that experiment you were involved in and how you're able to link up. evil to life always with Gwen as the bait now if uh, Rage War didn't uh, make any sense or pop up on your search it was also known as the Dungeon Master because that title actually makes a lot more sense once you watch the film and Rage War is even the shortened title now folks I believe the full title of this piece of crap was called uh, 
Rage War and the trials of the no, excuse me, Rage War and the challenges of the Excalibrate. I said that correct. Oh, I said that correct. Um, so in the story of Rage War, we get uh, we, we kind of cold open. We just with this weird slow motion running. It looks like it's like a fantasy or dream sequence of this guy chasing this lady. And then she's randomly naked for some reason just without any fucking explanation. And then oh, there's still, a reason, Dennis. There's a in reason. there. Of course there is. But and then these monsters come out of nowhere and like kidnap her away. And he's all no. And then he wakes up and it's like he's this computer programmer guy um that can like what's funny though there are some call outs to technology like present day technology that he's using in this film that i'm like okay this is funny that they think it's this far off crazy thing they probably just tried to come up with in 1984 that's like he uh withdraws cash out of an atm using his glasses and it's able to recall his specific account he's not stealing money he's actually pulling money out of his personal banking account through the atm without the use of a debit card but he does so using a third-party device like apple watches and crap that we use this day so i thought that was kind of cool um that and his uh personal computer at home he greets it when he walks in the door and is able to talk to it like a lot of these home devices that we have uh voice commands and shit and just just kind of funny i thought you know kind of like the star trek uh communicator situation where it's like we've, we just have this, this weird amount of crossover it predicted a few things that were kind of on on point but i digress uh the th- the thrilling moments come into play the the rage war t- t- begins to occur shortly after we see this nerdy dude go to work uh we we get a few little display of like okay he's he's kind of athletic he runs to and from work every day but he's still all about his like personal built computer that can do all this crazy shit he can change traffic lights as he runs past them so they they change the signal for the direction he's running like he's he's probably doing like very illegal things with all the tech he has available to him um well for some reason in the middle of the night his glasses like phase him and his girlfriend into his computer where some wizard played by the guy who played Bull in Night Court uh, is so Bull from Night Court is this wizard. He's all I've traveled all of time and space and dimensions and you are finally a worthy opponent for me. So I'm going to give you these seven challenges when you compete these seven challenges. I'll let you and your woman go. And it's this very like damsel in distress hero guy. And I love, that's the setup. Holy shit. Most of the things he conquers by throwing rocks at the heads of the enemies or his little wrist-mounted laser, which looks like Boba Fett's uh, wrist rocket, um, he, he just shoots a laser at the heads of things or throws rocks at things. That's it. That's how he beats literally everything in this movie. It is so cheesy. Uh, one thing that is interesting about this, it was directed, written and directed by like five different directors or something. Um, each of the dream, like each of the challenges were actually directed and written by someone else entirely. So if that sounds like it's going to be a big pile of spaghetti, it's because it is. The whole movie's a mess. I mean, like there's, we're just making up powers left and right and things he could do in the last scene. It's like we forgot we could do it in the next one. It is hilarious. It is so deliciously bad. Um, the makeup and the costumes look cool. The, there's interesting practical effects. We actually do the, uh, there's a stop motion giant stone statue that chases him through this canyon in one scene. Uh, there are some cool special in, uh, in camera effects throughout the film. 
It's campy. It's cheesy. It's terrible. But honestly, I was laughing out loud watching it. I had a great time watching it. Uh, but it's bad. I mean, it's really bad. It's the dialogue is painful. But I mean, I found it entertaining though. And in the end, that that became its own fun. At an hour and 19 minutes, it goes by quick. So don't worry about wasting too much time on this one. If you just want some campy 80s thing to kind of cheese out over, Rage War from 1984, I watched it on Hulu. I'm going to give it one and a half slices. Uh, not good, but it could be fun. A wizard of the computer age. Fair enough, fair enough. I like that. I mean, hey, you don't have to have a award-winning film to enjoy like exactly. sometimes it's just the old fun slocky weird things that you, yeah. you catch on it's, to if you can appreciate that kind of thing for its own entertainment value i think you'll honestly have a lot of fun um in fact just cruising around online just to seeing what some of the other reviews and comments in the film were critically it is horrible but a lot of uh there is like a cult following for the movie it is actually have a lot of high marks on the aggregate reviews and like the general public stuff, like Google gives it like 80-some percent. But then <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, everything else takes a shit on it. For Rightly so. It is it is a bad movie. But it's still fun to watch. Yeah, man, I got something just like that, man. I got an 80s movie that uh, is kind of in the vein of Home Alone. But oh. this came before Home Alone and a much okay. more brutal. Um, this has multiple names like yours had. Uh, the, the original title, I think, uh, in, in French or whatever, it's a... Uh, 3615 code Pierre Noel, also known as Deadly Games, also known as Dial Code Santa Claus, also known as Game <laughs> Over, and also known as Hide and Freak. Merry, Merry Christmas. Don't change kids, stay with us. Stay a little Jesus. Hold on to my hand This is a French horror Christmas thriller film. Uh, And boy, oh boy, am I uh, jazzed that I saw this. It's over on um, uh, AMC plus the the app. Uh, So it's about a little boy who is a fan of American action movies. And we see he he we first meet him. He's waking out of out of his bed. His bed is not a race car bed. His bed is like a fucking fighter jet. Uh, (laughs) And he wakes out, out of that. 
his dog's in, in the gunner seat behind him wearing goggles. And it's like, oh, shit, this is already interesting. <laughs> and we see the kid, like, get up. He's putting, like, fucking face paint on and getting all ready. Like, he's oh, like Rainbow a Rambo. Dad. And we we even see, like, a little weird, a little creepy to start a movie. This kid's shirtless doing, like, fucking uh, aerobics and, like, working out and stuff. Like, it's an action montage. He's, he's getting ready for his karate. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, you hear action noises all throughout the house. Him and his dog are playing, like, war. And uh, it's just wacky. It's crazy. But it's fantastic. Uh, the, the premise of this is him and his grandfather, who's a diabetic who can't even see, really, uh, are home alone on Christmas Eve. And uh, his mother's at work um, and he he was kind of like he's at the age where he doesn't know if Santa's real or not. His best friend's like, no, he's not real. And uh, he, he he ends up going into a chat room. This is in the 80s. He's in a chat room. Holy shit. Talking to a guy. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm Santa Claus. Uh, well, what's your address? And he's like, well, why, my, oh my address. Uh, my mom has my my note to you so you'll you'll get it and the the kid that he's with is like dude this guy is probably a fucking creeper i'm out of here man and uh lo and behold we see before all that other stuff happens we see this guy this very weird guy uh walk up to these kids having a snowball fight and all these kids like who the fuck is this guy and they fucking peace out and then the guy looks sad and it's like oh man maybe he was just like a mentally challenged guy who wanted to have a snowball fight with kids but then later on we see that he is like at like some random place chatting with this boy and whatnot. And then like he walks into a, a department store. He's like, I'm here to uh, interview for the Santa position. And then later, like he ends up like hitting a kid and like, uh, it's weird, but anyway, oh, somehow he ends up in this delivery truck that's dropping off uh, packages to kids on hollow on Halloween on Christmas. And he ends up at this, our main character's house. And, um, the kid at first, because uh, the kid's like, I'm going to do what every kid should have done. I'm going to I'm going to find Santa Claus. I'm going to I'm going to stay awake and I'm going to catch Santa Claus in the act. And I'll uh, this is going to be great. And he sees Santa Claus come down his chimney. I don't know why this guy's coming down his chimney, but he is. <laughs> but then then the dog we met earlier is defending the house and like Santa's trying to kick him away. But then Santa fucking stabs him and kills him, which is the worst Jesus. thing ever in this movie, man. I, I was like, oh, fuck. And this kid's like, oh, shit. I don't know what Santa, I don't know why, but Santa's gotta, gotta go. And, uh, so it's a war with Santa and this kid and it is brutal as fuck. Like there's really intense things that happen. Like the kid has to get his, his grandfather into a hiding space and like just crazy war breaks loose. And like God. this house is a mansion, by the way, it's a fucking huge mansion. And like the, 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 the sets that they have are insane. And some of the props they have, like this kid has like a whole fucking, warehouse full of like toys that belong to his grandfather his his dad and like will be passed on to his kids one day i don't know how to describe this movie but it is brutal if you think what kevin McAllister does to the bandits is intense this kid does like <laughs> a million times more worse and intense thing and like th this guy kind of gives it back to him a little bit too but oh man it's insane if you get the chance you should check out <laughs> this movie um i believe sounds on awesome. amc plus it's called deadly games and uh the the poster i'm looking at right now is fantastic it's like a like a drawn illustrated version of it but uh yeah it's it's a it's a phenomenal movie but i'll move into something that i think you well, know more how many how many slices oh, are you shit. gonna give it dude holy fuck i was gonna walk away i'm giving it three and a half slices holy shit uh wow. there's some stuff that happens at the end that I'm like, oh, man, if they didn't do that, you would have been a four slicer. But you did that and you kill the dog. So that knocks it down a bit. But uh, yeah, a good movie already. Yeah.
Uh, it's definitely not next. one for the kids. Yeah, it up didn't next, sound I like have it. the uh, the Broderick DeVito film, Deck the Halls. Oh yes. In the peaceful town of Cloverdale, Dr. Stephen Finch was Mr. Christmas. This is a busy time of year, so we have to have a game plan. All must-sing caroling requests to be submitted in writing. Until the competition moved in. Who moves in the middle of the night? I'm Buddy Hall. We just moved in across the street. These are my babies. Can I live here? You can see every house in the country from space. Where's our house? You can't see our house. Just hoping that one day I'd do something big. <laughs> Buddy. Around here, I'm the Christmas guy. I don't think so. Now, they're going head to head. Watch and learn. For the holidays. That's gonna swell up. All right, so your simple premise is here. Uh, this guy who feels like he's always passed by and nobody notices him, he decides to get on like a Google Earth type thing and everyone will see him by his display of lights that he puts up. And this rages a war with his neighbor. And so it's pretty much Danny DeVito versus Matthew Broderick in some comedy hijinks. Um, that it is. That's, that's all I got. And I it's, mean, it's a fine movie. Christmas Carol is funny. And you get, you get to hear her she sing. Is. True. And then uh, you got the lady from Sex and the City, his, his wife's co-star in she it. Is. It's his wife. She's funny. Uh, yeah, she's funny, too. The little boy is funny. He's like has a crush oh, on like, yeah. the twins across the street. And uh, fuck. Some Who's maybe the action. So the daughter. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because one of the movies I'm reviewing later has maybe in it, too. Uh, Eli- uh, <laughs> uh, is it uh, Eliza oh, Schwakat? Eliza Schwakat. Yeah. Aaliyah Sh- yeah. Oh man, she's everyone's fantastic in this movie. It's good. I want to put this in the pedigree of like I have to watch every Christmas, but it's like if so, I'll check it out. Yeah, I don't know. Well, how, how do you feel about it? The same thing. Or? It's one of those. It's like yeah, if we rattle down the list, like if it's been a while, it's like yeah, let's throw it on. It's not one yeah, gonna it, like sit down and watch every minute. In fact, we had it on TV a couple weeks ago. I straight up fell. Asleep. I slept through the whole winter festival <laughs> scene, waking mm-hmm. up just after they were mm-hmm. splashing the holy water in their eyes. But <laughs> oh yeah, for. For, I like for, this uh, cat calling their daughters. Their daughters. Their oh, it's so nasty. Yeah. Um, uh, then you get uh, little Fred Armiston in there. Oh, the, yeah. The, yeah. He's phenomenal, man. As like the nemesis. Well, not nemesis. He, he's going toe to toe with them in an ice skating contest. He's like a foreign guy. Yeah, he's good. It's yeah, it's it's, it's just a fun. It's a fun cutesy movie. It's not anything yeah. too advanced. You know, I, to me, it's like in the vein of like a jingle all the way. Like, I'll watch it with that frequency. Mm. It's like if we've seen it sure. once this holiday season, that's plenty. If we haven't seen it yet, well, there's others. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're like, oh, we, we haven't watched this in like two years. I guess we'll we'll pop it on. And uh, like yeah. uh, Christmas so, uh, with the cranks. Right. Like it's one of the. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, I like Christmas with the cranks a little more than this, but I think. I'd yeah, it's in the I same. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give, I think, Deck the Halls. I'll give. uh Two slices of the toast. It's not great. It's not terrible, but yeah. it's it's in the middle. Yeah, uh, lukewarm bread. You know. Oh yeah, it's all right. that's how I like my toast. By the way, like it's sad. It's barely that's how toasted. I eat it. Kind of yep. floppy. Oh yeah, that's the way I gotta go. It's still um, bread in the middle. But uh, what would you? What would you? <laughs> yeah, it has. It's warm. It's a warm bread. It's not fresh, but it's warm. Yeah. Uh, what, what about you? What would you give it? Oh, I mean, I. To be honest, I, I don't think it's fair for me to slice it since I wasn't. Fair enough. I didn't watch it with that eye, so I, I would like to hold back a movie toast slice rating until I All gave right. it the proper like top to bottom viewing. But uh, okay. like I said, I slept through literally half of it. Like it's 
Fair I was, I was tired. It was late. It was, yeah, not, not an ideal. You don't, you don't, you don't get to tell me, man. I fall asleep in like a lot of things, so it's all good. Uh, I'm gonna keep this Christmas train rolling, and I'm gonna keep the Danny DeVito train rolling. Ooh, with it's always yes. sunny in Philadelphia. A very sunny Christmas. Well, hello and Merry Christmas. So, where's your little one? Oh, 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 oh. you're a big boy, aren't you? <laughs> Is he retarded? I got this one. So, son, what would you like for Christmas, huh? Did you fuck my mom? What? Did you fuck my mom? What do you mean? I, uh... Did you fuck my mom, Santa Claus? Did you fuck my mom? No, I... Did you fuck her? No, I... Did you fuck my fucking mom? Did you fuck my mom, Santa? Um, which I always thought this was a standalone movie, but I guess it was technically a two-parter in like Two season part. six. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, it is, it is I actually two episodes. watching it on DVD. Yeah. It's generally but stitched I, together. I put it together as, yeah. Even on so, TV now, so I, I would argue. Hulu. Yeah, yeah, that's how I always pictured it. But on Hulu, it's not. It's like a two-parter. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. But weird. it's over 30 minutes. So I'm calling it, I'm calling it a film for this week. Okay. Uh, so you got, you got your sunny crew here. Uh, and everyone's uh, discovering they had shitty Christmases. And it, it splinters off. You got Mac and... Uh, you got Mac and Charlie. They both realized what their families did was uh, really fucked up. You got Mac's family. They used to break into people's houses and steal their gifts. And uh, they thought that was a, he thought that was a normal thing because the dad said, oh, the family that's coming next, uh, they're coming next to get their gifts. And uh, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of fucked up. And then Charlie, apparently his mother was a, a sex worker and all these guys dressed as Santa Claus would bring him gifts as they go to bang his mother. Uh, so they both have to come to terms with that. And, uh, Dennis and Dee realize that they hate Christmas because, uh, Frank used to always buy the hottest gifts that they wanted. And then he would keep them for himself and, uh, kind of trick them and they never got gifts. Uh, so they want to, want to get back at him and, uh, pull a, a Christmas Carol style, uh, yeah. scheme on him. <laughs> And uh, you get your regular, typical things going here with the Sunny Gang, and it's just a delightful little romp. And uh, I'd give it, I'd give it two and a half slices. And it's interesting going back watching like 15, 20 years ago, the Gang, and even the way they record it on like oh, the old yeah. video cameras, so different looking from where we're at now, and still hilarious. What's interesting though is even in that particular episode, I feel like you can see peeks into the direction they're going now, and now that they're on uh, FXX and they do, they mm-hmm. can kind of push it a little bit further being on cable. That oh yeah, um, there is there's that brief moment when Charlie is sitting on Santa's lap, and oh yeah, it's like I feel like back then writing that scene was a lot bigger risk, whereas now they probably would not bat an eye at that. I would just like oh yeah, mm-hmm. no sure. Um, well, we'll have to try, the scene uh, you're talking about is when he gets in a fight with Santa and said, did oh. you fuck my mom? Did you fuck my mother? Did you fuck my mom, Santa Claus? And he's surrounded by, there's children waiting in line to go sit on Santa's lap and Santa leans over. <laughs> and he, now please forgive me, but this is quoting the show. Santa leans forward. Is this kid retarded? Oh, okay, son. And he tries to go along with it for a second. And then Charlie proceeds uh. to 
uh, bite his nose off and bleed yeah. all over the place. And that is like that is where it just gets <laughs> hilarious for me when there's just the blood streaming down the front of Charlie's face and the Max panicked, just trying to. We gotta get out of here, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, God, I, I love it. I, crazy, I love it, man. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, you said two it, and a half, two and a half slices. Yeah, I give it two and a half. Yeah, like. I, like I said, if it, I don't know. I don't know why I wouldn't give it more, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a good one. It's, it's definitely not the worth strongest checking out if you haven't sunny seen it in a while. Play. Like it's not the strongest yeah. sunny script. That's for sure. But it's, I like that they kind of tried to give everyone a little bit more to do and being at two parts, mm-hmm. you got to see a little more. They did a lot of bigger stuff. Um, yeah. You really get to live with the characters a little longer than normal. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, sir, I if think you, you don't got, mind. Yeah. Could I do one more Christmas thing before you go? Oh, for sure. Yeah. All right. So this one, this one I watch every year. Uh, one of my favorites. It's uh, Vince Vaughn in the film Fred Claus. Twas the week before Christmas, and flying north in the sled was a very special visitor. Santa's big brother, Fred. Mr. Claus, welcome to the North Pole. Ah! Allergies. Gun! Take a service stand down. Ow, ow, ow. Oh, guys. That was nuts. You don't have ninjas jump me. I gotta make sure nothing happens to me. Something happened to them, maybe I give them something. No, 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 no. Warner Brothers Pictures invites you to come home for the holidays. It has been a hundred years since you spoke to mom. For good reason. You're looking at a man who can fly around the world in a single night. You amaze me. I think it's absolutely amazing. I mean, to think that he can fly around to a million houses in one night breaking and entering all the food, eat the little kids' cookies and stuff like that. And I get Jack just talking about it. Don't you guys feel it? Oh, families together again. Fun, fun, fun. So uh, it's about the brother of Santa Claus. Uh, Santa Claus played by Paul Giamatti. Uh, pretty much Fred's... <laughs> Fred's in a tight spot. He owes uh, some money to some people because he wants to open like a restaurant or something. And uh, the only way he can do it... Oh, well, before that even happens, he's in jail. And he, his girlfriend doesn't want to answer his phone call because he stood her up and he fucked her over a bunch. So he calls his brother to get money to get out of jail. And he asks for like $50,000 to open a restaurant and, and Santa's like, he wants to give it to him, but Mrs. Claus is like, no, fuck him. You're going to be a man. And he's like, all right, well, if you come on out, if you, if you come and work this Christmas season, I'll give you the money. And, uh, so it's pretty much Fred who resents his brother, doesn't like his family, hates the holiday. It's him going to work in the North pole. And as all this is happening, we got a fucking child predator coming to town, uh, played by, uh, by uh what's his face the guy from house of cards kevin spacey well i guess he's not a child predator in this but in real life he is but uh oh he, he's like he's like a guy <laughs> it's like, that's a fucking like, dark <laughs> family christmas movie oh yeah yeah that, that's the deleted scenes there um uh, so he he is uh sent from like he's in charge of all the uh different uh fairy tale holiday characters like he just shut down the easter bunny and he's he's coming down hard on the tooth fairy and pretty much he's uh coming to see if santa claus deserves to stay uh working if christmas deserves to stay a holiday and uh he's like you got three strikes and uh he kind of sabotages them a bit but he stirs stuff up with fred and santa and uh tensions are high and uh it's a delightful film um I'd say uh, Fred Claus is uh, three slices of toast. But did they save Christmas? I'll never tell. No. I'll have to find out. Have you, have you never seen Fred Claus? I've never seen it, actually. 
Oh man, it's it's on uh, HBO Max if you still got that man. Yeah, I do. I, I highly yeah, suggest you check it out. It's it's right, a delightful right. film. We're, like, we're, we're still got some time before the the Christmas day, so get some more yeah. holiday flicks in. Yeah, I know it's not like 114 peaks of climbing, but no. it's 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 uh it should be like a 25 days of Christmas movie. No, how like about on s- HBO? Yeah. HBO. Family. That was uh, yeah, H- family. HBO family. <laughs> well, they do that out of all the 18 different networks HBO has. I think they got like an HBO family probably, but uh, I was thinking the ABC family. It's like Uber censored Disney Game Channel. of Thrones. They're exactly seven and a half <laughs> minutes long. <laughs> oh, that'd be perfect. <laughs> but uh, you got something a little different for us, right? I do. It's still snowy. It's still there's still a lot of snow in this one, but nice. uh, it's not so Christmassy. Um, I'm talking about 14 peaks. When you are in the mountains, if you give up, you die. There are only 14 mountains in the world higher than 8,000 meters. The fastest time to climb all the 14 was seven years. The plan is to go and hit the summit directly. If I can stay alive, I can do this in seven months. It is a roll of the dice. Completely absurd. Tonight we drink, tomorrow we plan. The biggest strength I have is I have no fear. Supporting him, you have to be strong. Look, I got nothing more to give. I don't want my brother to die. You have to be willing to try. You are on the edge of life and death. It is a project not only for himself, but for all the Sherpas. If this was done by some Western climber, the news would have been 10 times bigger than this. Those guys are really, really risking their lives. It doesn't matter where you come from. You can show the world nothing is impossible. Giving up is not in the blood, sir. It's not in the blood. This is a uh, Netflix documentary that um, is telling the story of, I mean, an incredible uh, uh, Nepali mountaineer named uh, uh, Nims Purja, that this guy is just a determined human being. Like, he is just an incredible image of just, like, (laughs) what human beings are capable of when they push themselves to something. Uh, 14 Peaks is about uh, this particular climber attempting to scale the 14 tallest peaks on the planet in seven months. Has never been done in that period of time before. The only other person, or excuse me, the first person to climb the the 14 8,000 meter peaks that exist on Earth it took him 16 years to do it. And he started back in the seventies. Um, and they actually interviewed this gentleman, uh, over the course of the documentary, but, uh, the story is fascinating. Um, it's, it starts off with him. Just, you get a little bit of backstory, but they don't want to drown you in too much of that right off the bat. They really want to get you on the mountain pretty quick. So you start off with him training a little bit and you're finding out that he actually struggled for quite a while, trying to get the funding just to make this happen. And, once he finally got the green light, it was still kind of up in the air whether or not he'd even have access to all the mountains, as one of them was technically under 
Chinese government control and he needed a certain kind of like permit to be able to climb the mountain. And that was not nailed down, but he had to start the journey. Um, this guy, oh my God, he already had lived an incredible life up until this point. He was a, uh, he served in the, uh, Nepali military, uh, I believe they're called Gurkhas, intense, intense soldiers that would fight on behalf of the British Royal Crown. And he was the first Gurkha to be, uh, to attempt to get into the British special forces and was successful. So he was, he's doing crazy shit. He ended up getting shot in the Middle East, uh, by like some miracle he wasn't killed because the sniper's bullet hit his rifle instead of hit him hitting him in the heart like he was aiming for and ended up knocking him off the top of the building he was standing on and survived uh over the course of events he started getting into climbing climbed his first uh low um low oxygen or high altitude peak and just was enamored with this process that he called uh hybrid alpine climbing where they only they only used oxygen once they climbed above 8,000 meters. So it was uh, just the, uh, they were conditioned to breathing super thin air. Cause once you get over like 6,000 me uh, meters, you're already like, it's like three quarters of the amount of oxygen or something. It's, I mean, it's fascinating. They break down the science of what his body is doing. Uh, at one point there's, they spend a couple of minutes where he's at this Institute in London and He's on this device that's measuring how much uh, oxygen is in his blood, and they simulate the uh, environment of being at 6,000 meters, which they're saying was like you're, you're breathing two-thirds about, or what they were giving him was two-thirds of the amount of oxygen you normally would on at sea level. Uh, he's got this uh, like puzzle he's trying to do on this iPad in front of him while on this exercise bike where he has to keep a minimum pace, and he has to try... Uh, the, the guy running the test is like... the the greatest cyclist in the world lasts maybe 90 seconds. This guy can do the full test of three minutes long and he's still like up and moving. Um, now the, uh, <laughs> Nims is insane. This guy would, he, he would rage and he'd go to the club. They could, they drink liquor, party all night and then hit the mountain the next day and get to like the peak of this mountain and come halfway back down before having to make camp. He would just beast through some of these peaks. And over the course of uh, a couple of the trips, he actually saved a couple other people's lives. One, one climber died in his arms where he was trying to save him. Uh, and he had this other guy he had, they had found who had run out of oxygen. I mean, just incredible stories along the way. All of, uh, all of the footage on the mountain was shot by him. Uh, the executive producers are other famous international climbers. So this is a very, I imagine as Pierre is a climber wants to depict the process. And I feel like you get to get really in touch with who this guy is. And he's just an incredible person. And just the feats of which they're accomplished are just amazing. Um, I, I'd had an incredible time watching this. It is beautifully shot. There's perspectives of the world that few humans ever get to see in their lives. And this guy got to see a whole lot of them in a short period of time. Uh, I didn't, I thought it was an excellent film. Uh, again, 14 peaks is available over on Netflix. Um, I think I'm going to give that thing uh, three slices. It is a really damn good uh, documentary. It's, it's in really intense, but it's like watching an action movie. It's, it's a great time. 
Hey, that sounds kind of thrilling. I mean, you the way you were talking about it, like you could hear the excitement in your voice just telling us some of the things. So that that's intriguing. Where uh, is this available? Did you say? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, uh, it's over on Netflix. Okay, nice. Got to check that out. Um, uh, I, I'm going to jump in here with a remake of a remake of a remake of a musical. Uh, I'm talking about the Steven Spielberg version of West Side Story. This is my first time in New York City. I want to be happy here. I want to make a life, a home. Are you ready? Tonight is about family. The first gringo boy who smiles at you. I never seen you before. I'm not Puerto Rican. Is that okay? Do you want to start World War III? You know, I wake up to everything I know either getting sold or wrecked or being taken over by people that I don't like. You keep away from him as long as you're in my house. I'm a grown-up now, Bernardo. I'm going to think for myself. Tony, we need you if we're going to war. Now, uh, Dennis, as uh, you learned a few episodes ago in trivia, I uh, have no clue about this fucking movie, this musical. I'd never seen any of the renditions. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this is new to me. Um, So if I could sum it up kind of quick, it's about a guy who just got out of prison and he's trying to be on the up and up and trying to not hang out with a gang, which got him in prison in the first place. But one of his buddies like, dude, you got to come to this dance. Uh, It's going to be great. You got to come to the dance. And he's like, "Ah, I don't want to go. And he ends up going. And then we also meet this girl who he eventually falls in love with, who is uh, it's it's her first kind of she just recently moved to America uh, and uh and and this is her first time going to a dance and uh, she's trying to be uh, her brother's trying to set her up with one of his friends but she has no interest in him and uh and uh and and her and this dude kind of kind of hit it off they uh, they dance they kiss a little bit but then like trouble breaks out because guess what they're of a di- different uh ethnicities and and uh they're from different gangs like uh there's the sharks and the jets and uh and so like pretty much like they're uh the, the gang's like hey we're gonna fight tomorrow night and we're, we're we're gonna fight for 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 their right to 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 coexist together or something like that uh pretty much uh and then like it's like the guy's like oh man i love you i want to run away with you and it's like they just met and she's like it's cool man i like you too but my brother like he doesn't want me with you but i still want to be with you it's kind of like a a musical version of romeo and juliet i guess kind of more modern day opinion absolutely um but with some musical numbers in there and uh you know, I, I guess I kind of heard some of the stuff before, like some of the names sounded familiar. Some of the songs sounded slightly familiar. Um, and I will say I saw this in IMAX. Uh, the, the the set designs were beautiful. Uh, the the uh, wardrobe was kind of cool. Uh, the props were like of its time. So yeah, Spielberg built a beautiful world. Uh, the music was nice. good. Uh, it was a long one. It felt kind of long to me. And uh, some of the stuff seemed a little silly. 
Uh, overall, it was all right. I'm going to give it two and a half slices of toast. Uh, okay. Somehow, I'm shocked. I thought this was going to be a huge movie, but uh, apparently it flopped uh, in the box office for some reason. Um, I don't know. Yeah, me too. I thought I it would too. To be honest, I was kind of surprised you, you saw it because I feel like it's not your normal. Let maybe no, a little but... a little outside the uh, typical realm of movie toaster Adams. Uh, yeah. Palette. That's cool but, uh, though. I like it's, that. Uh, the, the point of the show is to tell people if a movie's worth seeing or not, in our opinion. And uh, I felt like I couldn't do my job if I didn't see it. Nice, man. No, that's that's really cool. Yeah. I I was bummed I, I missed out on it this weekend, but uh, I I still might want to go check it out. I feel like like you were saying uh, on that a screen on that a movie on that scale should be seen on a big screen with the sound like just fucking blaring. Mm. Like I yeah, I I still would like to check this one out before it leaves theaters. And the acting was good. Oh, you know, one of the things that kind of gets me is everyone has like accents and whatnot. And it's like, uh, we don't well, like that. Just have your regular voice. But I mean, it does set you in the zone. Anywho, it's, yeah, it's setting up the neighborhoods that, uh, they're in. <laughs> you, you have a movie that comes out uh, tomorrow as of the, this posting. Uh, that our is friends right. at a- Apple gave you a, a screener to watch, huh? Yeah, we got a, I've got a little sneak peek uh, to something dropping tomorrow. And man, let me tell you, I am really, really glad we got to get this early look at it. We're talking about Swan Song. I still can't believe it. Are you going to fall in love with a new little person again? <laughs> Just breathe. I'm going to count you down from three. And on three... And two and one. Breathe. I can't lie to my family anymore. The second you tell your wife that you are dying, your opportunity to do this is gone. You want to go say hi? Even the memories you store deep in your subconscious. Do this with us and let life go on for your family. A clean swap. If What's going on, Cam? Can't figure out what the right thing is here. <laughs> Thought I had more time, I guess. You have an opportunity here. I'm not done. I didn't say he could You're go. dying. I feel like I've fallen in love with her for the first time again. No, I don't like this. You think I like this? Being told I'm not me. Because you're not me. You are not me! So like we teased uh, just a second ago, this is going to be available on Apple Plus starting Friday. Um, 
but uh, this is a film starring Mahershala Ali, and he's playing a man who, unfortunately, he has found out that he is dying of a terminal illness. And we, uh, over the first couple of scenes, we kind of put together, he hasn't shared this with anyone in his family. And it's starting to take a grip on him. It, it is it is besting him. He he faints a couple of times at the beginning of the film. And uh, it's, it's, it's a little vague, but clearly he's prepared for something. And he takes this trip, uh, uh, I don't know, it looks like Puget Sound. We're, we're up in Seattle. And um, we go out into this island in the woods where we meet his doctor. And he seems nervous. And you come to find out there is this company or there's this team that they specifically create a new clone of you once you find out you are dying they remove the the part of the dna whatever whatever it is whatever the defect is they take out of the clone they implant this clone with all of your memories literally up until that moment you arrived to meet them and then they replace you so that all of your loved ones now can continue with their lives all none the wiser and you get to slowly wither away and die on this island, out of sight, out of mind. And the family only knows happiness and blah, blah, blah. Uh, really intense. And we get hit with this within the, I mean, well within the first act. And it's it's heavy. And it's just like, man, okay. Like, you start to think about this. Like, well, I guess the, the idea of that would be nice. You're getting to provide that for the rest of your family. But for you personally, you're you're setting up something terrifying and you don't get to have like these final moments with your loved ones. Like it's, it gets intense. Mahershal Ali just fucking sends it. This guy, I mean, we already knew he was an incredible actor going into this. Um, this is just another opportunity for him to just give an, an amazing performance. And it shines all the way through the little meet cute at the beginning of the movie. We, we get to see this flashback of him meeting his wife for the first time. And there's almost no dialogue spoken and it is so well done because normally I hate these kinds of scenes, but this one wasn't cheesy at all. It genuinely was cute. Like I really, I really cheered for them. And um, the rest of the cast is pretty interesting too. Uh, uh, Naomi Harris plays his wife. Uh, Aquafina plays another patient who's gone through the same process. Glenn Close is Dr. Scott, the one presiding over all the procedures. Um, Adam Beach is kind of this uh, other scientist he kind of helps transfer the memories from the subject to the, the clone. And ah, man, this was this was intense all the way through. This was an emotional roller coaster. There is some genuinely uh, sweet and tender moments. Um, there is these scenes of him trying to wrestle with the concept because you can like pull the ripcord at the last second and decide not to do it if you don't want to. And he struggled with this for a long time. And there was a lot of back and forth. And then the other reality of it is, they wake up the clone before you're ready. So uh, Cameron, the main character played by Mahershala, he's actually like hanging out with his clone that they call Jake just for conversational purposes to make it easier on him. They actually start to get to know each other for a minute. And then you realize, you know, Jake is has all his memories. He believes himself to be this man, even though he knows he isn't. At least at first, they they eventually wipe that memory from the clone. So that way there is no uh, risk of like a relapse or losing the the original subject. But if if uh, if Cam say Cameron decides to not do it, they put Jake down. Now there's now there's this human being that they grew 
that will have to just be erased from existence because he decided not to go through with it. And that's what a lot of the movie is that struggle. Uh, we talked to Aquafina's character, Kate, where she's talking about how, well, at least her, her daughter gets to have a, her young daughter continues to have a mother and doesn't get to see the ugliness of this disease that's taking, a, taking her away. And it's just, it was intense. It was so heavy, but it was so good. I mean, it, it brought tears to my eyes by the end of the movie, the just <laughs> Mahershala and Mahershala on screen. It was, it was really, really good. I honestly was not expecting any of this. Like I, uh, I did not watch the trailer coming into it. I just read the brief description that Apple provides and you know, man, I'm so glad this one came down the pipeline. This was a fantastic film. I would like to give Swan Song four slices of toast. Again, it will be available tomorrow on Apple+. Plus. Uh, if you got it, please check it out. It is definitely worth your while. If you don't have Apple+, Plus, this is definitely one of those titles that I feel makes it worth at least checking the service out just to get eyeballs in this thing because it was a great, great movie. Oh, man, I, I, I'm happy by that review. I only got to watch the first 20 minutes. I, I'm definitely going back. Uh, that sounds powerful. And uh, as you know, I'll watch pretty much anything Aquafina does. And uh, but oh, yeah, like I said, uh, like that cast, such a great cast. Like, absolutely. And just the first 20 minutes is so rich in what you get. So I, I can't wait to check it out to, to see what you saw. Um, oh, man, I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm happy that one of us actually fully watched it to review. Oh, this yeah, week. man. I'm sorry. Oh. Oh no, no worries, dude. I'm excited to hear what you what you think of it uh, when you get to the end. It's it, it's a good one. It's a good one. I'm hoping I'm hoping this one picks up. The uh, I don't know what these initial online reviews are talking about. I know what I experienced, and it was great. So uh, good. Good. and another thing, I've said beautiful. The whole thing is shot fantastic. The sets were gorgeous. The uh, like the facility he's staying at when they first when he first meets his clone. Um, I loved all of those sets. That that building looked amazing. And then, of course, all mm. of the uh, Pacific Northwest. I, I love the the evergreens up there. So gorgeous all around. Um, just had to had to throw that in there at the end. So yeah, my next movie is uh, in limited release right now, and it should be wider release and on Amazon Prime uh, by Christmas Eve, I believe. I'm talking about the latest written and directed movie by Aaron Sorkin, which is Being the Ricardos. <laughs> I am the biggest asset in the portfolio of the Columbia Broadcasting System. Quiet, please. The biggest asset in the portfolio of Philip Morris Tobacco Westinghouse. Roll sound. Let's do our show. I get paid a fortune to do exactly what I love doing. Um, they got their money's work. Pictures up. I work side by side with my husband, who is genuinely impressed by me. And all I have to do to keep it is kill for 36 weeks in a row. Okay, let's go. And then do it again the next year. You know, I did this show so Desi and I could be together. Ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the show. And action. I had no idea it was going to be a hit. Uh, Dennis, this is the uh, the movie which is kind of like a uh, biopic of uh, 
the uh, Desi Arnaz and uh, Lucille Ball, and it kind of shows the two of them meeting. It shows the two of them nice. uh, starting uh, the I Love Lucy show, and uh, it kind of picks up in uh, the second season of the show, and it's a very hard week on Lucy because uh, it, it's kind of come out that she testified in front of Congress saying that she was, in fact, a communist. But, of course... Nobody wants that to get out in Hollywood. So it's like, oh, shit, is that going to come out in the news? Are people going to find out what's going to happen there? Uh, at the same point, well, a tabloid that's running the fact that Desi is having an affair on her. Uh, and uh, that's that's eating away at her. Uh, and then there's so much more, like Man. so much shit happening. And uh, I think I left this out here. Uh, uh, Lucy is played by or Lucy fucking. Wow. Well, yeah, we'll call her Lucy because uh, that still works. Is uh, played by the uh, fantastic uh, Nicole Kidman. Uh, Desi's played by uh, Javier Bardem. But uh, we got J.K. Simmons. We got uh, Ale uh, Schwakat, uh, Jack Lacey. Uh, Tony Hale is fantastic in this. Like uh, Clark Gregg. Uh, so many random people. But the oh, weird dang. thing about this, yeah, the, the weird thing about this is like they'll like have people pop up on screen as like talking heads, like who are people that we're seeing in the movie. Uh, and it's like, oh shit, was that person really on? I love Lucy. And it's like, nope, nope. These are other actors that they hired to pretend to be the people that was on. I love Lucy to back up the stories in the movie. And it's like, why is that there? I don't get it. Oh, that's uh, weird. yeah. Oh, another thing that's happening in this week is, uh, uh, we find out that Lucy's pregnant. And uh, the studio's like, that's great. We're going to have to fucking get boxes and and cover your stomach and this and that. And they're like, no, fuck that, man. My character is going to have a baby. Pregnant. And they're like, no, no, no. What will America think? You guys don't even sleep in the same bed. And they're like, well, we'll say they push their beds together. Like, well, we can't even say the word <laughs> pregnant on TV. And they're like, no, no, fuck you. We're fucking doing this. We don't care. You got to rewrite the last eight episodes of the season because we're doing this one way or the other. Yeah, uh, this movie was really good. I, I thought it was going to suck, but uh, uh, actually it was delightful and it was a little nice. long, but it worked. I'm going to get being the Ricardos three and a half slices of toast. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, Damn. Okay. So you, yeah. you, you don't have to see it in the theater. It's going to be on Amazon Prime for free because it's an Amazon movie, I believe. Oh, okay. As you can say, it's like, this is one I was actually looking forward to. I'm very, these are the kinds of stories I always find kind of intriguing, especially when they pull out like the slice of life, like just past like the most dramatic or the more intense, the more familiar stories that you hear about, you know, it's like you hear mm -hmm. about that. They were very, you know, they had to, they had a very public family. They, um, the, their studio had to be custom built in a manner where she could still like take her kid to the park, quote unquote, but basically it was staged. So, uh, photographers and media could still come and watch them like be a family and that way it was like mm -hmm. this staged thing that was like, nope, see, look, we're still being a family. Even though, as you, you saw in that film, they were already on rocky waters of with uh, infidelity. And the, I know the money thing started like because they were both had such creative control. It was their studio. It wasn't anyone else's. Mm -hmm. like, they owned that shit. That's amazing. Oh, That's yeah. what's incredible to me. They were they were a power couple. That's for sure. Well, tell they yeah, were. <laughs> and that they they kind of they kind of kind of get that in there too. Like nice because it's like a lot of the stuff that they established or Desi established that was revolutionary. He didn't get any of the credit back then. Apparently for it, like God. they had a fight for that. Um, so yeah, so that's definitely something that you should check out if it's available. 
at this time or in the future to you. Uh, up next, I got one more movie that is in limited release currently, but it's going to be on Netflix, I think, on Christmas Eve as well. Uh, All right. It's a it's a, the new Adam McKay film. Don't look up. <sighs> Stressing me out. This will affect the entire planet. I know, but it's like so stressful. Can I get that one more ice water? And I'll get two more glasses of white wine, and I don't need the judgy face. There's a comet headed directly towards Earth. Do you know how many the world is ending meetings we've had over the last two years? Drought, famine. Hole in the ozone is so boring. Um, this is about, uh, two people that have discovered a comet, a giant comet is going to collide with earth and it's going to pretty much end the world. Um, and they're trying to warn people, uh, and the, these two, uh, people that discover this are, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. And, uh, so they, they, they call like the, the proper channels and like, the the people are like oh shit this this actually is an imminent threat so they're then uh, sent to the White House to tell the president and uh, Meryl Streep is the president and uh, she's going through kind of a uh, uh, political backlash right now so it's like oh she doesn't want to be the one to deliver this news to the country and the midterm elections are coming up soon so she's like eh, hmm. let's sweep this under the rug for now we'll come back to it we'll revisit it later we'll we gotta crunch the numbers and make sure you're accurate and by the way they they determined that the impact is happening in like six months so it's coming and people should be aware of this and uh the fact that the government doesn't want to have anything to do with this they decide to leak it out and uh so now they're 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 then going around telling people all, like on the news and like going and doing reports and stuff, but nobody seems to care. Like most people, hmm. are like whatever. Oh no! Oh, these two celebrity uh, singers just broke up. Oh, now they're engaged. People are more intrigued by other things. <laughs> and at the same time, like uh, I don't, I don't. I don't really know what the point of this movie is, Dennis. And it's sad because I was very excited for this movie. Like it has a, a like, I feel like I'm hearing it as you're saying like, it right there. It's environmental awareness. Look at who's in the movie right there. Leonardo well, DiCaprio. It is. It Yeah. And it is, but but the fact is like it the movie kind of flounders. The movie kind of there there's scenes literally where people are just sitting around waiting and waiting and waiting for things or just having a very mundane conversation and there's comedy there's comedic bits thrown in there but i think adam mckay i think of anchorman uh fucking step brothers all those big movies and like sure he's departed from that vice big short uh whatever the last one he did was like but i don't know it's weird like this has an amazing cast. Jennifer Lawrence, Timothy Chalamet, uh, Melanie Linsky. Jonah Hill is phenomenal in this. Chris Evans, Kate Blanchett, Mark Rylance, Meryl Streep, Sarah Silverman, Ron Perlman, Ariana Grande, Tyler. Oh, pa- I- so many like big Jesus. name people 
And like, it just, uh, I want to say it was like, I want to say it was like two and a half hours or something like that. Like, let's Dear see, Lord. two hours and 18 minutes. Like, I feel like this movie could have been a little more effective an hour and a half. If they trim like an hour of this movie, I feel like it'd be a little sharper. Um, but it has good comedic moments. But the scary thing about this movie is I could see people in, in government officials acting the way they do in this, like oh, sure. not giving a fuck. Absolutely. And it's sad. And at one point, like they, uh, there, there's a mission to go and destroy the asteroid before it hits earth. But then we find out, Oh, stuff, the, the asteroid there, there's stuff that it's created out of that can make people very rich if they can, uh, kind of mine it. So I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything, but, uh, yeah, so it's kind of like you're you're not sure if like it's gonna like break up and disintegrate or if it's gonna destroy the world, and you're kind of waiting for that, and uh, you're waiting. It's it's a long waiting game. Damn. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's uh, don't look up. I mean, you might want to watch it. Maybe I don't know. I it's not for me, but I I don't know. I this this movie I was gonna work on, but then I did the Black Friday movie instead. Okay. And I'm gonna happy I did the Black Friday because I could get behind that one a little more than that than this. And honestly, I didn't give a great review to that one either. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give Don't Look Up on Netflix two slices of toast. And something about okay. it just okay. does not have me. But I will say there are great moments. There's great acting everyone's giving powerhouse performances in it and uh but there's a lot of stuff that's happening and i'm like really like we find uh leo starts he was he's like a mild-mannered guy before all this and then like he starts having an affair on his wife and it's like do we need that i don't think we need that i don't know and then other little things like that that just sprinkled in there and i'm like fuck but i will say yeah, there's there's a post-credit scene that's pretty funny nobody stood around in the movie theater like i did but it's well worth uh, fast forwarding or waiting <laughs> through the credits to see. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. Sorry. I, I feel like uh, the last review should have been like something exciting and fun, but I, I had to be honest with you. Yeah. Hey man, sometimes that's just how the reviews land. It, it's, it's better that way. We're, we're here to give you honest reviews, folks. This is just where the chips lie. Um, but we do have one more bit of business uh, here at the end, and we've been making our way down the line of Hawkeye, and I think oh, we yeah. got to episode four to chat about a little bit before we close the show out. This is the first Christmas we've had together in years. I love you guys. I'm making up for some lost time. Authorities are wondering if the masked vigilante who terrorized the city's underworld is back. The past has caught up with me. Should we be worried? No, no, it's nothing. I'll be home for Christmas. I promise. It's the most wonderful time. When I wore this suit, I made a whole lot of enemies. Who the hell are you? Some people have actually called me the world's greatest archer. Are you one of those people? It's the most wonderful. Hey, babe, I should be back in a day or two. Hang on a second. With the kids jingle bell, Things have gotten more complicated. It's the most wonderful. 
This is very true, Dennis. When we last saw Hawkeye in the gang, Hawkeye had a sword, his very own sword from the, his Ronin days, held against his neck from the devious Jack because he thinks Hawkeye has broken into his house. And that's where we pick yep. up this week. And where and where does it go to? I thought you were breaking into Nowhere? my house. Oh, this is Hawkeye. Here's your sword. I am so sorry. And it's over. <laughs> All of that escalation, fucking nothing. Jack uh-huh. wasted. I, I got to be honest, dude. This whole episode was just a sleeper. Like, oh, let's have a movie marathon. I'm sorry you don't get to watch your Christmas movies with your kids, Hawkeye. <laughs> let's watch hey. movies together. Before uh, before we do anything else, I need you to go talk to some LARPers for me to get my arrows back. Oh, wait. I know, Hawkeye. That's right. Sure. Uh, you can have the arrows back because he's cool. Oh, Jesus. This whole episode <laughs> is just a fucking waste of time. I'm sorry, folks. I'm, I, I was, mean, the, the end. Yeah, but no, that was and that was exactly what I said to Val. We got to the end of just like. Wow, I feel like all of that was ramp. I, we finally got to something I was interested in, and the episode ends. It's like, yeah, yeah, and we have two episodes left. It's like, uh, how are they going to put a bow tie on it and make it worth it? This is solidly living at the bottom of my list of the Disney Marvel series. That's for sure. I'm like, but again, it's not the. This doesn't mean it's the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, I'm not trying to say this is just all crap. It's just this is the weakest. Comparing them all together, this is, for me, usually the weakest so far. And I was excited because, like I said, the trailer made it look like it was going to be a holiday comedic action film style series. And I guess that's what it is. But it's just not very funny and it's not very action packed. And it's it's not the level that we're used to in the MCU. Yes, it doesn't lean hard enough any direction at all. It just stands Mm -hmm. in the middle of all these things. It kind of touches on, you know, like I appreciate like. Like when you're talking about the uh, the um, the toy store being the hideout for the gang, and it's like I get that uh, that that style of humor, kind of writing the line between action and comedy, and like the the dialogue that Jeremy Renner had in that scene, I thought was funny. But it's like it needed to be more. Like it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's if if you're gonna have that type of scene, the rest of the series needs to have more of that type of scene. Yeah, I, I can get on board with that. Or you have more like the chase scene that we had with the cool arrows and, you know, but again, yeah, but then no. we don't do that again. It, this is my issue. It's like every time you start going one way, you totally retract it back and then try to throw it another way. And I'm like, I don't like fucking boomerang care. arrow, Dennis, like a boomerang, boomerang arrow. arrow. That's right. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I oh man, I, I where we last left off, I'm like, shit's about to go down. No, it's not. And then the way they let, let this episode to end, it's like, oh, shit's about to go down. Is it? I don't know. We'll find Probably out not. this week, I guess. Although this, is, this one actually has a little more more going into the fact that at least because we get to meet uh, uh, Natasha's quote unquote yep. sister. Um, we in the end of the Black Widow movie, she was given the task of killing Clint. So is she here mm-hmm. to follow follow up on that, or is she here to to warn him? Probably. I don't Let's know. be honest, because after all that Black Widow crap, of course she's gonna whatever. I just I have yeah. no hopes. So see, it's like I'm just hoping if I've lowered the bar for myself so low for the next episode, anything above that should be entertaining, right? I'm, <laughs> uh, I that's the way I look at a lot of things, Dennis, and uh, normally it helps. 
Well, that's where it is at for Hawkeye for me for the rest of the series, because good God. Well, folks, uh, one more thing to touch on before we round out the show. Um, you know, Adam, it's coming up. Mm. You folks, guess what? That thing what? we've been uh, hyping up all year. Movie Toast, the festival is happening this oh, Saturday. Yeah. That is December the 18th. It is going mm-hmm. to be uh, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern time. So yes. as you as you see fit in, in your particular place. Um, come check us out over on YouTube. We're going to be dropping the links all over our socials as we're riding up to the day, but it will be on our YouTube page as a premiere. So you'll, you'll be live chatting with us as we've been talking about. We are going to be right there hanging out with you folks, as well as inviting the filmmakers along with us. And we will be revealing the grand prize winner of the golden toaster as well as that. Oh yes. Oh, for sure. Um, as, as well as appreciating just a lot of awesome short, uh, short films of just all sorts of different subjects, all sorts of different mm-hmm. genres. Uh, it's going to be a, a wonderful charcuterie of visual and audio <laughs> entertainment. Definitely. You don't want to miss this. And you're hearing, oh, shit, this is on YouTube. I can check this out whenever. No, you can't because this is this is happening and then it's coming down. It's like you got to show up. You got to experience it with us and the filmmakers and the cast and the crew. Oh, man, this is just you got to be there to see it like and it's free. So that's the beauty of it. And it's going to be about three hours. And it's oh, my goodness. There's so much good shit that. I can't wait for you guys to see an experience. So please, please, please check this out. Oh, absolutely. Uh, as, as you heard, the socials we spoke of, it is a movie underscore toast in most of those spots. That would include Twitter, Instagram, and a lot of the usual suspects. Uh, but Facebook and YouTube are movie toast, news and reviews, no spaces, all one word. And that is it. Uh, movie toast, news and reviews. Mm-hmm. And speaking of reviews, if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review of this show, whether you like it or hate it, we just want to know where we're at in the barometer of things. That would be very helpful. Saran wrap. Some say it's even more powerful than a condom. <laughs>